Hey, it's deja vu all over again. More crazy rumors that the Russians are trying to help President Trump get reelected in 2020. As it turns out, this rumor was based on a briefing by the intelligence community, but that briefing contained no evidence that the Russians were specifically trying to help the president. Even Jake Tapper at CNN, no fan of the president, said that his contacts have found no evidence that the Russians are specifically trying to help President Trump win in 2020. And CBS News' Catherine Herridge also reported pretty much the same thing. But once again, members of the media are not about to let the facts get in the way of their fake news, especially the radical left-wing media, who will do anything and say anything to try to get rid of this president. They're breathlessly reporting once again about Russian collusion. But I can't believe that too many people are actually going to take this too seriously or even pay attention because it's become a joke, a bad joke. And Lawrence O'Donnell of MSNBC, no surprise, was the most hilarious of the jokesters on television. He usually is. And he said, the president is a Russian operative. It is Vladimir Putin's greatest achievement. The president of the United States is now helping the president of Russia help the president of the United States to get reelected. Meanwhile, the New York Times reported that Russia is again helping Trump's campaign. Lawmakers are warned that Russia is meddling to reelect Trump, the Times declared. Does this get any funnier? It's like a big Saturday Night Live skit, only it's funny. The Russians, of course, have been trying to meddle in our politics since at least the 1930s. They also meddle in European politics and Latin America politics and Middle Eastern politics. You name it, and they meddle. The Russians like to meddle. It's what they do. And by the way, we meddle too. We've been meddling in the politics of other countries for a very long time. Maybe, except for a brief time when Jimmy Carter tried to stop it all. And that didn't work out too well for the people of Iran, did it? Then, the New York Times reported that Trump became angry with Joseph McGuire, the acting director of national intelligence, for telling House lawmakers, especially Democrats, about Putin's 2020 interference efforts. McGuire was replaced as the acting intelligence chief on Friday by Richard Grinnell, a staunch Trump loyalist. Now, the McGuire story has also been discredited. When it comes to reporting on President Trump, remember, the New York Times doesn't have a very good track record for accuracy. But that doesn't bother them very much because they're so blinded by their open hatred for him. Then it came out that the Bernie Sanders campaign had been briefed by the intelligence community about the Russians trying to help him get elected. So President Trump, of course, had to have a little fun at their expense. He sent out a tweet saying, Are any Democrat operatives, the DNC or crooked Hillary Clinton, blaming Russia, Russia, Russia for the Bernie Sanders win in Nevada? If so, I suggest calling Bob Mueller and the 13 angry Democrats to do a new Mueller report, Democrat edition. Bob will get to the bottom of it. Now, Bernie Sanders responded by issuing a statement, 
And that statement said, unlike Donald Trump, I do not consider Vladimir Putin a good friend. He is an autocratic thug who is attempting to destroy democracy and crush dissent in Russia. Let's be clear, the Russians want to undermine American democracy by dividing us up and, unlike the current president, I stand firmly against their efforts and any other foreign power that wants to interfere in our election. I don't care, he said, frankly, who Putin wants to be president. My message to Putin is clear. Stay out of American elections, and as president, I will make sure that you do. Now, knowing Bernie's history, that's a pretty funny thing for him to say. He should be doing stand-up comedy. Of course, everyone is trying to figure out who leaked the information that the Russians are trying to meddle once again. It isn't the best-kept secret in Washington, of course, but I wonder who it can be. I wonder. Is it Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Not likely. Everyone knows enough not to tell her anything. How about Chuck Schumer? Is it crying Chucky? I don't think so. Okay, is it someone who goes by the name Pencil Neck? He's the one. Of course he is. President Trump accused Adam Schiff of being behind the disinformation, and he said so in a tweet. Somebody, please tell incompetent, thanks for my high poll numbers, and corrupt politician Adam Shifty Schiff to stop leaking classified information or, even worse, made-up information to the fake news media. Someday he'll be caught, said Trump, and that will be a very unpleasant experience. Then, billionaire Mike Bloomberg's campaign got into the act by suggesting in a tweet that Russia wanted Sanders to win because of his socialist politics. Now, it's no secret that Sanders has long admired Russia and other communist countries. He's their kind of person. You know, he was even kicked out of a commune because he wouldn't do his share of the work. No surprise there. His aversion to work led him to the obvious choice of entering politics, where he could avoid doing anything resembling real work. He then became mayor of Burlington, Vermont, and then on to Congress and now to the Senate. He went to Russia on his honeymoon. Where else would he go? He sang songs with his Russian friends and even exchanged gifts. He was especially critical of U.S. foreign policy on that trip, so critical that many of the people who accompanied him were very embarrassed and some even walked out of a meeting. He also supported the Sandinistas in Nicaragua. He was a big supporter of Daniel Ortega, who turned out to be a brutal dictator. And, of course, he loved Cuba and Fidel Castro, despite the killing of political enemies there. He loved their health care, he said, and their high literacy rate. Now, how many times do you have to hear the left praise communist regimes for their health care and their literacy rate? And just the other night on 60 Minutes, he praised Cuba once again. But he says now that he never really liked the oppressive regimes in Russia and Cuba and Nicaragua. He really meant to say that he liked the socialist policies, the Democrat socialist policies, of Denmark and Sweden. You know, America is so much like Denmark and Sweden. I can't tell the difference sometimes, so becoming just like them would be easy, right? Now, his views about Latin America 
are quite different from those of many mainstream Democrats and any Republicans that I know, and most sane people for that matter, on one of many CNN town halls, which are really rallies for Democrat candidates, Bernie wouldn't call Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro a dictator. He loved Hugo Chavez, too, but I don't think Hugo Chavez would have done very well in Denmark and Sweden if he tried to get elected there. But people in the media still want us to believe that the Russians want Trump to be elected over Sanders. Does that make any sense at all? Brian Barrett of Wired Magazine says that, yes, Russia continues to support Sanders, or more specifically, the narrative that the process is rigged against him. Now, that's not the same as wanting Sanders in the White House. Yeah, right. Juan Cole of the Daily Beast says that, It seems to me fairly obvious that Russian President Vladimir Putin desperately wants Trump re-elected. Indeed, that desire is almost certainly the reason that Moscow might be trying to help the Sanders campaign, if it is. Many Russian politicians and pundits are convinced that Sanders cannot win. They're wrong in this glib conclusion, says Juan Cole. They don't understand how much Trump is hated, including by white women, who are usually a Republican bedrock. They don't understand Bernie Sanders' appeal to the white working class in the Rust Belt and to Hispanics in Texas and California. Russian geopolitical analysis is often a mess, he says, frequently consisting of half-cocked conspiracy theories and poorly grounded conjecture. Now that sounds a lot like the Daily Beast, doesn't it? But leave it to Slate magazine to find out what the real truth is. Their headline says it all. Proof, the Russian plot to help Bernie Sanders is being led by Donald Trump. Slate says, to be clear, Russia doesn't really care who the Democratic nominee is. They only care about manufacturing chaos and discord. They're exploiting divisions among Democrats by pretending to support Sanders. Perhaps they believe that he'd be easier to beat, or they think he's just a better source for stirring up division. But none of that really matters. Russia will adjust their cyber attack campaign to focus on whoever the eventual nominee happens to be. In the meantime, Trump is executing the Russian playbook without much of an effort to disguise it. Sanders told reporters that he was briefed on the Russian plans to favor him about a month ago. And it was right around that time that Trump began tweeting his support for Sanders. For instance, a Trump tweet said that they're rigging the election against Bernie Sanders, just like the last time, only more obviously. They pulled him out of Iowa in order that, as a senator, he had to sit through the impeachment hoax trial. Crazy Nancy thereby gives the strong edge to Sleepy. And in another tweet, they said they're taking the Democratic nomination away from Crazy Bernie, just like the last time. Some things never change. It's happening again to Crazy Bernie, just like the last time, only far more obvious. They're taking the Democrat nomination away from him, and there's very little he can do. A rigged system. Now, the story goes on to say, does anyone believe 
that it's just a coincidence that Trump began this Twitter campaign seeking fairness from the Democratic Party at precisely the same time that U.S. intelligence reached out to the candidate. Trump had not posted any tweets about the Democrats rigging the primary against Sanders for two years prior. So there you have it. President Trump is behind the whole thing. It was so obvious. How did we miss it? Now, if that isn't enough proof that the president is a Russian agent, then maybe you need one more piece of evidence from none other than the funniest member of Congress, none other than Eric Swalwell of California. Swalwell said that reported Russian support of independent Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders raises the question of whether President Donald Trump is an agent of Russia. Swalwell says that you can't hold it against Bernie Sanders that this may be a preference of Russia, but you can hold it and ask questions of Donald Trump if he is again working as an agent of Russia by seeking not only one to tweet at Bernie Sanders and try to amplify his campaign to get him to be the general election opponent, but two, if he is indeed firing people on his staff who are telling others about Russia's preferences. Now, this whole Russia thing is really weak. They're trying to resurrect the entire Russian collusion hoax, but it'll never work. We're bored with the whole thing. America is bored with it, so stop it already. It just won't work. The only choice the media has now is to try to make us believe that Bernie Sanders is more like Ronald Reagan than Karl Marx. That's why they're telling us that he has never liked authoritarian regimes like Russia and Cuba and Venezuela, but instead has always admired Sweden and Denmark and wants us to be more like them. In fact, he's always admired Ronald Reagan, too. You believe that? Now, he might not be able to bring himself to say it, but that won't stop the media from saying it. If the Democrats can't stop Bernie from getting the nomination, then this is their only choice to avoid not only losing to President Trump, but losing the House, too, and maybe even seeing Republicans pick up seats in the Senate. They're trying to avoid a massacre, so they'll say and do anything. By the time the election rolls around, the media will make it sound like he's the most ardent, anti-communist, pro-capitalist person in history. It'll be a hard sell for them, but remember, these are the same people who said that Donald Trump couldn't possibly beat Hillary Clinton. And they said it right up until the votes were counted. <laughs>